Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with the final episode of the Chick Foley Show for 2023. We got some great stuff lined up for you tonight, but before we get into it, I got to introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. Happy, uh, or I guess, merry belated Christmas to all all of our listeners. I hope you guys all had a very merry Christmas, and uh, we are, like you said, it's the last show of the new year, so, uh, you know, I guess, happy early new year. Marco, how was you guys Christmas up in Boston, man? Uh, great. It was, uh... Fun times. I feel like this is like I feel like this is old school right now. This is uh, you know, I, I feel where this is this is vintage. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we haven't even we haven't even mentioned it yet. But yeah, uh, yeah. Jordan's out freaking you know living the rich guy life <laughs> up in uh, Colorado, man. You know, yeah. freaking skiing. Is up in, I think he's, I'm picturing him in a lodge right now, sipping yeah. on like some you know. $275 pour of uh, bourbon. Uh, yeah, in his, his best Lloyd Christmas suit. I'm, thinking, like... no, I'm picturing him in like a turtleneck, man. <laughs> yeah. Like a knit turtleneck sitting get... in front of the fire with like the bearskin rug while Ari's next to him, you know, painting her nails and stuff. So. Yeah, that's funny. I totally no, I talked to Jordan today. He didn't even go snowboarding or skiing while he was there. He's just, they just been doing the touristy stuff, man. Nice. Yeah, I mean, snowboarding is a very specific, I mean, unless you know how to snowboard, like then you're just going to be on like the little like training ramp and to get all bundled up and to go out there just to practice if you don't really know what you're doing. I feel like, yeah, I'd much rather be served just doing like fun touristy stuff. I mean, I think I would like snowboarding and skiing and stuff, but we don't get to go. I mean, we don't ever go. I mean, I probably went like twice in my entire life. Um, so I mean, to me, like that's not a vacation idea. You know? Yeah. And Jordan had a traumatic basketball injury, like 10 years ago and he ended up you know being able to recover fully from that and i think he's just not going to chance another yeah. major injury doing recreational we've watched activities. enough uh fail army videos of people on the ski slopes and stuff that uh, I'm, I'm a little cautious the bad thing about the skiing and the snowboard is that your ankles are kind of like locked in place so it's yeah. easy to jam something up. i went snowboarding once and it was a lot of fun but dude you get going so fast i yes. thought it was going to be like skateboarding um but just you know on snow but there's like zero learning curve. And I'm, you know, I was with some friends who had a little bit more experience. So I may have been like just way out of my depth from the start. But I just remember like the moment I would get up and go being so, so fast. Man, I feel like I was going zero to 60 like that. Yeah. And I was okay at it. But there were sometimes I was just going so fast that I kind of just did a controlled fall instead of like waiting to see what happens at the end of this. Cause yeah. I was like, I'm moving way too fast to just let Jesus take the wheel right That's exactly, that is exactly my experience. I was with some friends who, you know, knew a little bit more about it and I, I never snowboarded, but I've, you know, I was on skis and even on skis, I felt like I was just like going so freaking fast that like, yeah, like you're just like, shit, I better fall now before I just, you know, <laughs> before nature takes its course. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell is going to happen at the end of this thing. Marco, you got any uh, winter sports experience? Uh, none, none whatsoever. I, uh, I stay away from the, uh, the winter sports, obviously, Same. you know, I mean, I, I should be, you know, a part of it. Obviously I'm in, I'm in new England. I'm in the Northeast. That's kind of like a thing. Hockey, obviously, you know, Bruins, all that type of stuff. But yeah, I'm, I, I stay away from the, uh, the winter sports. I'm a, uh, I'm a summer sports guy, summer spring yeah. guy. Same. Same. Uh, Sheen, I was there, so I know how it went, but let the listeners know how our Christmas was. 
It was good. Um, so the kids were gone. So Seth and I, I can't remember if we even mentioned this on the last show, but the kids went up to the grandparents in Kentucky for an entire week. So Seth and I were here all by ourselves, just him and I, uh, for an entire week with no parenting responsibilities. And that was just an absolute treat. I love my kids. I am with them all the time. Like there's, you know, there's nothing better than being a parent, but I mean, it was a much, much deserved and, uh, you know, welcome break from, from the kids. And it was awesome the week before Christmas. Then we got to come home and just do all the fun Christmas stuff. Um, obviously they'd been eating and drinking, um, you know, non-alcoholic beverages, just to be clear, <laughs> they've been eating and drinking, um, to their heart's delight at the grandparents' house. You know, it's like no holds bar. I try to keep things typically pretty healthy around here. Um, and then when it's at the grandparents, it's just like ultra processed heaven. And so, uh, they kind of came back with a little bit of like, you know, uh, cold and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, other than being a little bit under the weather, we had a, a wonderful Christmas and woke up Christmas morning, opened presents, did the whole nine. And it was a pretty chill, pretty chill day. All right. Remind the listeners where they can find us on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley show. You can find all of our partners and all of our pod foundation brethren at uh, chickfoley.com and uh, also join our Facebook group where we have, you know, just all the fun stuff going on. So that's at chickfoley.com again. All right. You guys ready to get into some wrestle talk? Oh yeah. Let's do it. All right. So I definitely want to start. Marco was privileged enough to make it to the big house show Wednesday night. For those that don't know, kind of just a staple of the WWE calendar. They always do some huge house shows right up in their, their old stomping grounds in the Northeast Um, Christmas day. It's in Madison square garden. And the day right after it was in, uh, excuse me, two days after it was in uh, Boston. Uh, Marco, just tell us, man, what, what was the vibes, dude? Was it, uh, was this place sold out? What was the feeling in the arena? Yeah, it was, cra- it was actually pretty crazy. So, um, and this is coming off of, you know, which is kind of sad. I'm not sure if you've seen like the, the rumors and stuff like that about like, you know, Endeavor kind of, you know, looking at, you know, possibly shortening and not doing a lot of house shows anymore or in yeah. the major mar- in the not the major markets, but the smaller markets. So like, if they are going to do like these types of tours, they might be just relegated to like the major cities now. So that's like, you know, just, just thinking of that. And, you know, obviously I'm fortunate enough to be in next to a, you know, a major city. So that, that definitely helps, but um, it does think that, you know, some smaller markets might not get the chance to see, you know, the house shows. Cause these are the, I think these are the funnest. Cause obviously they're, you know, it's not televised. It is recorded. Cause you do see clips and stuff like that. I'm sure you see like a lot of the MSG, clips and they they've been playing some uh clips from boston as well so um it's a lot more relaxed it's a lot funner it's a lot more interactive too mm-hmm. um and uh what we did was this was part of uh uh lucas's uh christmas gift slash my christmas gift uh from the wife so um <laughs> thanks for keeping it real yeah i know right <laughs> but uh yeah so it was uh we did this thing called it's called the walk the aisle um uh experience so basically what you do is you you know, you go, you go into like the, like the lower level area, obviously it's four seats. So you're right next to the guardrail um, at, at the entrance way where they're walking out. But we actually got to like walk around the ring and, uh, you know, walk, walk up and down the aisle and, you know, see what it like actually felt like to like walk through the curtain and walk down That's cool. that aisle just to see like what it, you know, what they see. And it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So like, obviously, you know, Lucas was, he was like, he was like, he was nervous because he thought there was going to be people like in the stands. <laughs> And I'm like, no, 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 this is, bef-. I was like, this is before, like, obviously there's going to be, you know, people, you know, 
sitting down and stuff like that. But I was like, it's literally like an hour. It's not going to be like a full arena. Yeah, I was like, it's yeah. like an hour and twenty minutes be people before the show. You. Yeah, so nobody's going to boo the little kid. <laughs> the only people you see is like the sound guys. We walk by the sound people, uh, like the ring guys that were like, you know, checking the ring out and stuff. And you know, as you see, I posted the picture on my uh, social media. So yeah, got, that was an awesome. That was an awesome pick. That's yeah. a new profile pick. Yeah, you got uh, you got two. So you got like one standing on the steps. Um, so you actually got to like touch the steps, uh, but they are really solid and heavy. So if anyone thinks it's kayfabe, <laughs> if everybody thinks they're gimmick, yeah, steps. They, they are not yeah. gimmick. They are very heavy. And there was actually a uh, a dent on the side of of the top step that they removed. So I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> wow. they did bang wow. it out before uh, whoever got slammed into it the night before. But uh, so we did that. Then we sat on. We actually got to sit on. Like we sat on the ring, and you know he got to try that out and stuff. Um, the guy was awesome too. The guy that was like you know talking to us before he went in and, oh so you had somebody like walking you around like kind of like a yeah you know, tour guide type uh, thing yeah he was i'm not sure if he worked for wwe but he had like the hat on and stuff and he was just like you know walking and pointing out things and all this stuff and you know he was a little bit late because before us was the they did a thing called the superstar experience where you like you go in and you get autographs and not like a meet and greet type of thing so that ran over a little bit so we were like a little bit late and he was like you know he's like oh he's like i'm sorry you guys blah blah because blah. he they told us to be there like on time and we were but um he was like, this is much better. He was like, because you actually get to see, like, you know, you actually get to see the ring. You actually, you know, get that, like, photo experience. He was like, and where were you sitting? We were going to, you know, try to get autographs anyway. So, um, but yeah, so we were, like, right, we were right on the uh, aisle seat. So I let, uh, I let my, uh, you know, Lucas sit on the first seat right next to the guardrail so we can, you know, actually see, you know, the, the everyone come out. And yeah, it was, it was crazy just to see, like, the entrances. Uh, luckily, no pyro. Um, cause we were very close <laughs> to the yeah, entrance. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. he was kind of freaked out about it. He was like, he was like, is it going to be, uh, like, you know, when Drew McIntyre comes out, it's going to be flames. I'm like, I'm like, no, I, I hope not. But like, we had, right yeah, we had that experience on SmackDown Sheena, and Sheena I forgot. forgot yeah. Brett's headphones. I, I, and we were right by the entrance stage. And of course, Roman comes out to start the show. Oh, you know, he's got the, sounds like Vietnam. Dude, when he <laughs> <came out. laughs> yeah. And I had left Brett's little noise canceling headphones we in the freaking them. van. So yeah. I brought them and then, you know, just walked out well, we, and had, left the damn we had things. hawk from turnbuckle tavern with us and he was just badgering us so much about if roman reigns was going to be there or not that i think oh yeah he's distracted yeah. yeah there's two people uh the hawk loves so that's that's roman reigns and cody rhodes yeah, yeah. secret he's so what was the uh <laughs> what was the the main event man um so the main event was a it was a triple threat uh with seth rollins shinsuke nakamura and drew mcintyre which is nice. pretty awesome. Um, I have some. I'm I get assuming a, Seth went over by pinning Shinsuke. Uh who did he pin? Yeah, he did pin Shinsuke. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, so it was actually a cool finish. He was. Uh, Shinsuke was getting ready to pin Drew McIntyre. He was on top of him, and then Seth Rollins came and curb stomped him while he was while nice. Shinsuke was pinning Drew McIntyre, and then got the pin off of him, which is pretty sick. But uh, he was. Uh, he was awesome too. He like yo. Know, he's. We had like a poster. Um, that said like. Uh, my wife made from this and it said like Christmas left list. And it said like, you know, walk the aisle, check that off. Um, go to the WWE holiday show, check that off. And then the bottom <laughs> one was get this signed by, you know, a WWE superstar. So like we got a uh, ricochet signed it for us, which is pretty awesome. Um, That's cool. We got uh, uh, Seth Rollins. He like took it. He went, he went around like the whole ring and like signed, like and took That's pictures of awesome. everyone. Um, hairy guy, by the way. That was one takeaway. Who, that guy, um, his hair. Seth? At the, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He got some hair on him. Yeah. His hair was I think frizzy. he, like, I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't, um, I don't think he, tr- like, shaves it, like, kind of trims it down. But, yeah, he's got a very, very hairy chest. Yeah, that so. and his hair, like, his actual, like, 
head, hair on his head was like fr- like it was like sick and I was insane. I know. I'm he hoping needs- they give us a, a ultimate edition with the poofed out hair sometime for like an yeah. alternate head, yeah. like the post match yeah, look. Yeah, if he goes if he goes 20 plus minutes, yeah, he's got like the uh, like the Dolph Ziggler, Mr. Perfect thing going on. Yeah, yeah. I'm t- I'm not a fan of uh, of that kind of hair because like as of like the last like year or so, he's had like the trailer trash Tammy hair where it's like kind of slicked at the top. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know it's kind of the highlights are kind of weird. It's dark at the top and light at the bottom, and uh, it's frizzy at the bottom and grease down at the top. So yeah, it's just yeah. It's it's a it's a look it's a statement but it's it's not his best hair for sure. Was uh was Punk at you guys show? No, he was not. No, he was. Dang, a, he was, so Punk worked the garden and then bailed. Yeah, yeah of course. That's crazy. That's, I figured yeah, Punk would have been there. That's that's Pepsi Phil. Uh, but no, yeah. we, we luckily we luckily uh, obviously we got to see uh Cody Rhodes, um, Seth Rollins. Cody Rhodes signed it as well, which is pretty awesome. And then Dang. the the main one was a the, was Becky Lynch. So towards the end, you know, she was getting ready to like you know. She was going around like taking pictures of everyone as she was leaving, and she went to the opposite side of us, took a picture, and then so you're, you're shitting bricks. And then like, y'all oh, was like, "Oh my Becky. gosh, she's not going to come back." And then as she was, I don't know if someone turned her around or something, or she just turned and she went over to the person in front of us and uh, took a picture. And then and then she signed uh, Lucas a thing. It was like eh, on the video, you can hear her go, uh, "Happy holidays, little buddy." And then and then she like took off, and I was like, "Oh, that's sick." And then, uh, wow. yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that was that interaction. So my wife is she's she's not the biggest fan of Becky Lynch, but I sent her that video and I was like, now nah, you have to be a fan because she she actually signed his poster and you know told him happy holidays. Cool. Yeah, Becky's the best man. Yeah, that was awesome. Don't tell, was awesome. My, my daughter Stella like is the absolute she biggest Becky. Becky Lynch fan ever. Yeah. Oh, she would have lost it if uh, if she was like that close. She was like literally like right in front of us. I was like, geez, yeah. But it was a uh, it was a it was a great experience. I mean. It was expensive. Yeah, house shows are fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the other thing. But um, other than that, yeah, no, it was, it was an awesome show. Like you said, Cody Dominic was good. Rio was and a dude, Luke is going to remember that forever. I, I still remember my first WWF house show in, in Memphis back in 1990, man. I remember it clear as a bell. And yeah. I would think I was I was six years old at the time, man. So, yeah, it's, you can't put a price on that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's money well spent. You know, I got I got tickets for uh, me and Brett to go to Revolution in March to see Sting's last match. So, yeah, man, that stuff you just gotta you just gotta eat it. You'll 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 find you'll you know you'll recoup the, the money out of oh, yeah, those no, memories. Yeah. You only get so many chances to make those. Yeah, like I said, it's memories, and like you said, it's it's, it's a great experience. It's fun. And like I said, I actually have to I actually have to send Jordan a, a, a I got a Rhea Ripley's entrance, so I might send that to oh, him my to, to make him happy as a Christmas yeah. Christmas gift for me. <laughs> um, as well as I have a video of her leaving. Was there anybody? Uh... Go ahead. Oh yeah, she was so the, as she's leaving after the match. I have a video of her messing with the security guard, too. That was pretty funny. She's like this. He had kind of like nice. um, like he, he had kind of like sideshow Bob type hair, like kind of like curly and out. And she like walks by him and she start she stands next to him and just starts playing with his head, and then freaking just walked off. I was like, what the hell is she doing? But yeah, life changing moment for that guy. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. You're never gonna be the same after that. <laughs> nope. Uh, was there anybody who was like more or less over or got you know bigger or smaller crowd reaction than you were expecting from from just watching on TV over the last couple months? Wow. Let's see. Um, I mean, our truth showed up and he got a huge pop. Our um, truth showed yeah. up. Um, not really. Everyone got like the same amount of the biggest. I mean, reaction or kind biggest pop. Mm-hmm. You can say is probably I think that's one of the big things that's too. changed that like, in the Triple H era. Yeah, probably the biggest thing the, is that the like the, they've the kind of like renewed like the the, 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 the social contract with the fans, and the fans are just they're reacting the way they're supposed to. You oh know yeah, what I mean like mm-hmm. the. 
the baby faces are getting cheered and the heels are getting booed. Even even the heels that you like, like Rhea and like Judgment Day. Yep. They're get you know, people might have a smile on their face, but they're still going along with it and booing them as as they come out. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's just made the whole thing. Yeah, the performances. A lot more fun. Yeah, they're all great. The performance like Cody was great. Like I said, Becky, Seth, uh Shinsuke was awesome. It was great to see him in person and stuff like that. But yeah, it was uh uh, I love Seth Rollins. He did like a, you know, uh, you know, after the match, he did like a, uh, you know, like a go home, like message to all the fans and all that stuff. And, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty cool seeing that. Uh, it's, yeah. it's weird seeing baby. I'm face hoping Seth. that, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a weird thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping bro. somebody at WWE can convince Endeavor not to put the kibosh on house shows. Cause the thing about yeah. it is like, yeah, we know the house shows they've lost money for years. Like, probably going back to the late nineties, man, the house shows have never been a thing that's like made money for them, but that's how they solidify that fan base, man. Like Mm -hmm. you make, you make connections for life, man. If you get, you know, if you get kids at those house shows and stuff, like they will always love WWE. And even if they aren't like hardcore fans, they're at least going to have like, you know, a passive attention for WWE forever. If you just go to one of those shows, and there's the house so much shows, freaking fun. The house shows are such a better experience for kids than the TV yeah. tapings. TV's because the, yeah, TV taping is just, it's hard, man. Especially like, you know, Raw is so long and there are so many ad breaks and there's so, it's just. I mean, even the two hour SmackDown was a little bit of a chore to get through. Yeah. And Brett. You go 25 minutes between action, you know? Yeah. And Brett loves wrestling and it was still like, he, I just felt like he was like worn out by the end of it. And um, yeah, the house shows, it's just, it's just constant. <laughs> Constant action, you know, nonstop. Yeah. So it's it's a better experience for the family and for the kids for sure. Yeah. All right. So we had a little bit of a format sketched out, and then Sheena requested listener mail yesterday, <laughs> yeah. and to say we were flooded would be an understatement. This is like freaking category five hurricane hit the mailbag. So we're kind of scrapping the format, and just as a thank you to the listeners, you know, we like to do these every five six months or so. Anyways, uh, we are going to do an all mailbag episode um so i think kind of just briefly browsing the questions i think we're going to touch on most of the stuff that Mm -hmm. we would have touched on anyways um but yeah without further ado i'm gonna have sheena kind of take it away and dive into the mailbag all right first question uh we're gonna say from tony barker he says does anyone have any sweet new year's eve plans so I think we're going to, I mean, if, uh, you know, if everything goes well and we all stay well, we're going to go over to the neighbor's house, uh, you know, next door. If we literally just neighborhood party. Yeah. Just walk across the, uh, walk across the yard and go to the neighbor's house and, uh, hang out. We did it last year. It was fun, super easy with the kids. I'm, I'm not about getting out and, you know, one driving around on new year's Eve. Well, we're like two, 40 minutes away from anywhere you could even drive. To yeah. So. I mean, we're out in the, we're out in the sticks anyway, but I mean, even just, um, you know, having to get out and go anywhere where I have to, you know, drive and load the kids up and stuff. It's yeah. just, you know, the easier, the better. So we're keeping it pretty low key and staying in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It'll still be fun though. What about you, Marco? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, oh, well, it's, it's my birthday that, that day. So New Year's Eve is my birthday. And usually we, uh, last year we went to one of our, that's friends. right. Yeah. That's right. So, yes. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a big, especially on New Year's Eve. I am not a go out person. If I can be mm-hmm. in, I will, or go to like, you guys like a friend's house like last year we went to uh one of our friend's house and they invited a bunch of people over and we had like the kids there and all that stuff and i'm fine with yeah. that i don't need to go and you know go crazy or anything like that so hopefully yeah it was it, it was um you know I, i've been out of like the partying like nightlife environment for a long time now and it was a like a harsh reminder we went to SummerSlam last summer and um 
yeah, we were on Broadway after dark and it's just messy, dude. <laughs> like it is so <laughs> sloppy and it's just so chaos. much chaos and like drunkenness and it's just debauchery, you know? So like it was, it was a harsh reminder. Like, yeah, this is, those days are behind me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not about that anymore. Like, you know, stumbling home, no shoes, <laughs> like <Yep>. not, not <laughs> it. Um, but yes, keeping it keeping it pretty low key, Tony. Samro hit us with a, a three pack of questions. He, this one's a little odd. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to get some clarification on Sambro. He said, "Are we in the golden era of wrestler cake emoji?" Question mark. So I don't know if I he means like. Uh, I, I mean, Rhea Ripley I know pretty much puts us in the yeah. golden era. So, are you? Uh, I mean, is it cakes? Is that what it is? Yeah, like you're talking about wrestler cakes? Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. So you know, we. I mean, even going back to like the early Divas <laughs> era, like the Attitude era, you know. We're just about to get straight misogynistic right here. Yeah, so sorry. if you're sensitive to that thing, fast forward about two minutes. But, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, man. Almost all the women were top heavy, dude. There was nobody bringing the junk in the trunk back then. Well, because it, was, it wasn't the thing. As a woman, I can tell you that, like, big booties were not, like, on trend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. we we grew up in, like, the, you know, Paris Hilton, you know, Lindsay Lohan, where everyone was, like, heroin chic. And then, like, the, you know, the playgirls and stuff, they were all about the 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 top the racks you know what i mean like yeah the the puppies the puppies were on display it wasn't really an ass game right like sunny had sunny had a booty sunny had some nice curves but it wasn't like the booties of modern day yeah like the the booties of today are ridiculous dude like the training programs and the implants and the all the things look at nikita lions man in nxt dude like yeah yeah well nowadays that's why he's i think that's why he's asking right is this the uh is this the golden age or like, I, I think lines? it's, I definitely think it's the golden era. Yeah. I think, um, you know, like the, the ladies back in the, you know, attitude era and stuff, it was like the, the high rise, like, you know, they would wear the bikinis like way high up on the, you know, their thigh bones and stuff. It was yeah. really accentuating like the long lean legs, but it was all about the, the tatas now. I mean, yeah, it's, it's booty rific, dude. Yeah. I mean, you got Bailey junk in There's the trunk. Some top heavy females out there also, but Booty's getting much more representation in the pro wrestling world. Yeah, yeah. And it definitely is. I think, but I think it's definitely the golden era. Yeah, it's the golden era of booty. Um, There's a lot of show. very attractive females in the wrestling world right now. Uh, Sambro, he says, what is the most expensive Christmas gift each of you have ever received? So our daughter was born December 23rd. <laughs> I was going like, to say Stella. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's... that's been the gift <laughs> on giving as far as expensive gifts. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a um I got a car for um my birthday at the, my 16th year birthday or sorry Christmas um so that was probably my my most expensive gift. My parents came together and got me a car and it was like what you actually see on the movies like it had a big red bow on it and I came out that morning and it was just you know it was awesome you know and now as a parent I'm just like holy shit like that was like an awesome gift you know like yeah. at, at the time even though I really really appreciated it there's no way to there's fully, no way you can grasp it yeah, yeah there's no way to grasp like how it like you're like how lucky I was and fortunate I was that my parents just went out and like bought me financed a car for me yeah, you know so, so I'm willing to bet they probably didn't go out and just drop cash money on it you know what I mean no so they yeah they to, like yeah. payments for at least <laughs> yeah. three years yeah they put they put years. it on a payment plan for sure but um yeah and it was the car that I wanted it was you know it was like Mercury Cougar Mercury Cougar but it's not not like the Mercury Cougar <laughs> that you're thinking of. it was like the few years that it had like a really sleek cool body style it was like the era of like the celicas and like the what was like the sunfires it was, and yeah the, it was like a little like it like economy sports car was like yeah kinda like the look of it dude. yeah it was a, it was a cool little car and, and Look, the, i don't think it's aged well no. i've actually seen it on a lot of lists of like 
worst designed cars of like the early 2000s and stuff on like motor trend but it was at the time it was a cool car it was yeah it was and a cool she had car. the mirror tint on it also <laughs> it wasn't yeah. even re- it wasn't even regular mirror tint it was fade mirror tint yeah so it was, it was like, like chrome at the top and then it faded into black like just it was the most <laughs> kentucky thing ever looking back at it yeah it was i mean i thought i thought it was just awesome and you know and my mom i will never forget like you know and as a mom now like i can just see like you you realize how right your parents are in so many aspects as you're growing up right and she tried to talk me into getting something it's like, like more honda sensible she right? wanted me to get like a honda accord or a honda that car, civic what, like two years right and then you got that white accord yeah yeah um so yeah it, it, this was like a little two-door like you know and i always like to have my friends with image, me like 2000 mercury cougar yeah and so, um, you know, it was like a tiny little back seat. My mom was like, if you're going to have your friends, you might want to get like a Camry or like a, you know, a, yeah. a, an Accord, something more. And I was like, no, no way. I'm not going to drive a four door. Like, are you joking? Um, and yeah, so, I mean, mom was right on that. I should have gotten a, a four door, but I felt cool when I was driving the Cougar. But yeah, I should have been more, more sensible with my uh, request. Then I got the White Walker, which was a, uh, a Honda Accord. And that thing is probably, that's, it's years. a legendary vehicle in our family so yeah. um yeah shout out shout out to honda what about you marco what was the most expensive gift uh you ever received i can't i don't even know probably i mean i, I mean i'd probably say uh i'd probably say my wife because i uh uh, uh <laughs> i asked her to marry me on christmas eve actually so maybe that's the most expensive yeah. uh g- gift that, yeah. I've, that i've gotten but no i can't even think of it the, exp- the most expensive i have to like I know I, we really have to dig because it's been a long time since we've been in like the expensive, expensive gift game. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sambro says, do you stock your toilet paper roll over, um, over and down or under and up? There is a correct answer here. Over and down. Over yeah. and it should always look like a beard, never like a mullet. <laughs> who does? Yeah. Who does it the other way? Some people do. And I think some people just don't care and they stock, they stock it that way. But yeah, we're definitely in, um, and pull over and front. down. Yeah. I pull. don't even really under, like that description. I think you either pull from the front or you pull from the back, dude. Yeah. Like the, you pull like towards yeah. the wall or towards the commode. I feel like pour, pulling towards the commode is way more natural. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Jamie Wills, if you were in charge of making and naming a WWE chocolate bar, what would you call it? P.S. I watched the new Wonka film. It was It was very good, but I wouldn't let him babysit my kids if you catch my drift. Four stars. <laughs> it's got to be sexual chocolate, right? Go back to Mark Henry. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Sexual chocolate, I think, is the only right only right answer there if I was going to uh, be in charge of naming a WWE chocolate bar. Tony Barker hit us with another one. He said, with the Iron Claw movie out, which wrestler or wrestlers would you like to see a biopic made of? Ooh. That's a good one, man. That I mean, is- there's a lot of goes. Bruiser Brody would be cool. Bruiser Brody. I think you need to stick with something like a lesser known story to me the yeah. my mom was asking me today about iron claw and I've, I've it's definitely gotten mixed reviews i will say seems like the rest of the wrestling fans very... i talked to said they yes. liked it me i think i'm too close to the flame on it because like i love the von erics and i've like I, I remember like i was keeping up with their story as a kid right through the after mags and stuff yeah. like everything that happened all the tragedies and there's some pretty major historical inaccuracies that i think would just bug me like there, there's a whole brother that's not even included in the movie yeah. um and like I said, I, I think that would just end up, I, I don't think I would be able to kind of block that out of my mind and just enjoy it for what it is. But I have heard good things from the people that 
that have seen it. Yeah, um, I want I want to go see it. I'm going I think I go Bruiser I'll, Brody though. I want I want to keep that same vibe. I want somebody from the smoky like '80s wrestling scene. Yeah, yeah, and I think you got to have something uh, with a little bit of like darkness. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if yeah. it's like it can't be like a happy tale. You know, I feel like there's got to be a little bit of like. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like life strife, I yeah. guess. I don't know. I, yeah, I see. You know, I always thought it would go ahead, Marco. Yeah, yeah no, I see people, uh, you know, posting about you know Eddie Guerrero should be the next uh, story in the uh, thing. Be right? cool. Which he's uh, obviously he has like a you know you want your tragedy. There, there you go, right there. There's your uh, you know he has the he has the you know the tragedy, the redemption, and then the tragedy again. So it's like you know an up and down type thing. And I see people saying like uh, Pedro Pascal. Should play Eddie Guerrero, which would be, I think that'd be, that's a, I can see it. like a perfect that's choice. That's the guy from Last of Us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love him. Um, I don't know. I mean, it probably wouldn't get over in, in this era, but uh, a story about Moolah would be cool, I think. Ooh, if, uh, you yeah. know, just like the, you know, to see how kind of it all, because I mean, I think they could make her where it's like she's just not an evil, like, pimp. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there could be some, like, sympathetic um, aspects to her story where you're kind of just like, damn, like, this person did a really, horrible thing but like also you know she just did what she had to do in yeah. the era that she was doing it you know yeah i know i, so. I, I know the, i know like the rock you obviously had like the young rock show but i'm i'd be like hard pressed to you know think that he wouldn't do a movie about like his father like a uh yeah, like soul man rocky, rocky johnson, johnson and maybe his uh, i could see i could father. i could see the poster now you know movies called soul man i think there was already a soul man movie though with bernie mac back in the day yeah i get, i could see that to, uh, get the copyright <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the uh, I don't know exactly what you would set the plot line as, but I think a movie about the click would be cool, man. Like yeah. kind of just their their rise to power from like you could have it start like you know when Kevin Nash comes in before WrestleMania ten and have it run through like the screw job. Um, I don't I don't know what I don't know what the you know your three act plot's going to be out of that yeah. movie though, but I think there's you could probably do something. You there could flesh it out and tease it yeah, out. Yeah, there was bit. a lot of interesting stuff, and it'd just be fun seeing all the new generation um wrestlers brought the life on the on the movie screen who plays Shawn michaels you think maybe a, uh, maybe bradley cooper i don't know uh, he might be in a little he's along in the tooth, in the tooth dude yeah. i know i don't know any i don't know any of these little young buck actors anymore i'm yeah, not uh they can make not familiar young. screw it put zac efron in it dude <laughs> yeah i'm here for that <laughs> he probably needed to drop about 40 lbs man because he looked freaking yoked to be kevin dude but he just gets i think he could, he could do sean as, um, yeah. he just gets typecasted as wrestlers for, for the rest of his career I mean, you who's can do the, it, dude. He's got the body type. Who's the dude that played Loki? Tom Hiddleston. He could be Bret Hart. Ooh, I think he'd be good. You know, I the like good that. bad guy in that movie. You know, going against Sean. I like that. Awesome, great question. Uh, Sambro says wasabi or no wasabi on sushi, and Dougie Nunya ch- chimes in with all caps, no wasabi. <laughs> so. Yeah, I so I I don't mind if like if my sushi has like touched the wasabi. Yes um i I don't mind it like literally like i don't mind if my sushi's like seen the wasabi you know but i would never like you know dip it in the wasabi or anything man i don't dip it in the wasabi but i like to do like a little on the chopstick right well i I do sometimes depending on like you know yeah if i'm just eating like you know in the car like i'm just like you know but if i'm sitting down to an actual like sushi um i mix the a little bit of wasabi into the soy sauce just to like kick the soy sauce up a little bit and i dip the sushi obviously in the in the soy sauce so that's that's kind of my move i don't like put a a slab i mean like i said if i'm like eating car sushi like we run through and just grab some to-go sushi um you know i'll 
put my chopstick and slab a little bit on the top, but typically I like to have a more balanced, more balanced bite. So yeah. I'll mix it into the, I, into the soy sauce. I think at the, the absolute tiniest, tiniest little bit, it's pretty good. Adds a nice little kick, but it's very, very easy to go overboard on it, man. I just, I hate that like astringent feeling. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I like swallowed some mouthwash or something. Yeah. I, I like, it. I like the flavor of wasabi. I used to eat wasabi peas all the time. Like I, I, I really like the, um, you know, did they ever have the wasabi Doritos in Massachusetts, Marco? We had those in Hawaii for a little bit as a limited time flavor. I don't think so. They were green Doritos, mm-hmm. wasabi flavored. Chino got them. They, I mean, it was literally, they had like a, a six month run and then they were gone. <laughs> yeah, oh, people geez. were like, hell no, we don't like this. Are they good? I mean, if you like wasabi, but oh, you know what they could, I mean, it would have been good to put some freaking poke on there, dude. Well, yeah. I, didn't, well, I don't, can't believe we didn't try that and uh... put some poke on, uh, on the freaking wasabi also we have a uh, speaking of that if you have never heard of uh havea chips uh it's h-a-v-e-a it's have a corn chip yeah have a corn chip but we call them havea um but uh yeah if you ever see those in store get them dude they are so freaking they're gonna be at something like a whole foods or sprouts type situation the one thing that sucks about it i think you can find them off amazon just search have a corn chip they're tough to track down on the internet because if you just search like have a corn chip, like a million different like irrelevant results come up. Yeah, but well, they're really really good. Yeah, I'll try to get a, a a link or a picture or something because yeah, just speaking of putting sushi on a chip, that is the the primo chip to like make like you very know, good. Yeah, oh. put put a piece of sushi on or to put a piece of poke on. Like they're it's corn got, chips, but with soy sauce and lime instead yeah. of like salt. But so they're they just like, like subtle. Asian... It's not like it's not like your typical like Americanized chip where it's just like so like it's not a Tostitos. punch you in the face with like, you know, artificial flavor. Like yeah. it's just a hint of soy and like, a lot like, of corn and some soy. Yeah, huh. it's it's freaking delicious, dude. So, yeah, if you ever see those in store, they're very unsuspecting because they're not in like flashy packaging. It's just like a clear like plastic with like writing on the t- on yeah. the front, you know, so definitely pick those up. Um, Sam Rosenthal. What bold wrestling predictions for 2024 do each of you have? I'm sticking with mine. I think it was September when I first went on the record on this show. Roman Reigns is going to beat Cody at WrestleMania with the assist from Jey Uso. I had I had that as one of my bold predictions. I figured somebody was going to say that, though. But yeah, I, I think that's a bold prediction for sure. Um, a bold prediction that I have is that CM Punk's not going to be with WWE at the end of 2024. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think CM Punk will be absolutely done with the wrestling business. Injury or self-destruction? Uh, a little bit of both. I think, um, most likely injury, I think is probably going to be the, the, yeah. And then, uh, I think by, by the time the bell rings on 2025, CM Punk will be done with, with wrestling. That's my bold 2024 prediction. How about you, Marco? Man, I don't even—I don't even think we did this on the raw down. I don't think we did a bull prediction. We just did like kind of like a year-end best of thing. That's actually a good one. The Roman Reigns thing. Um, damn, I might have to. You can take a. You can come back to you it. Man. Back. Yeah, we got yeah, plenty of questions to go through. Come back to it. So yeah. Marco, Marco <clears throat> owes us a uh, a, a bull prediction. prediction. Yeah. We'll go ahead and uh, you guys want to take the. Let's take the baby break. break. Yeah. We'll get the music uploaded here. <laughs> there we go. I'll start. So I was going to, I thought of it because I was going to tell Sheena to make sure she's the one that remembers because I'm doing the hard stuff tonight, man. I'm drinking some Captain Morgan mixed with, uh, mixed with seven up. So I'll probably forget about coming back about Marco Onus, that bold prediction, but oh, no, I guess. that's the first time you, this is the first time you drink uh, liquor on the show in a while, dude. You yeah. Usually... I usually don't, man. Well, I usually, I very, very rarely drink like hard liquor. I usually do it like 
maybe one weekend out of a month and strictly on the weekends. Like that's kind of just like one of my like rules. Like, you know, you know, I, Seth has a rule for everything in his life. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. He has a it, system and a rule and a it, spreadsheet. So. If it's a work night, I don't drink liquor. And this is the very, very rare Friday night recording. Like it's probably been a handful of times. <laughs> yeah. We've even recorded on the, true, week, very on the weekend true. on this show. So, uh, yeah, that's what I got. Sheen, what are you drinking? Um, I am drinking a, an iced dirty chai, a homemade one. So I just, you know, mixed, a little bit of, you know, espresso with uh, chai tea, a little bit of uh, heavy cream in there. And it's freaking delicious, dude. Get me through the night. I, I too, do not drink, um, you know, liquor on the weeknights <laughs> or any night for that matter, for the most part. Marco? Um, I am sipping on a uh, old fashioned. That's what I'm doing. Fancy, oh, fancy. Trying to Is keep it like fancy. a smoked old fashioned or just a regular? Regular old fashioned. Just uh, Okay. But I um, actually have my bold prediction. Now I remember what I did say. Uh, my bold prediction for next year is for the WWE. They will be doing Forbidden Door shows. Okay. I could see that. Um, yeah, maybe. Mainly because obviously, you know, with the AJPW thing that's happening. And then there's also rumors of Triple H's looking to work with Stardom as well. Uh, the, the women's... I can see it. Uh, organization over there so i'm predicting wwe to do a lot more crossover uh shows or sending people to and from and tna that's the other thing too we get a tna's been a uh, bubbling with the endeavor uh hosting their app now um and uh this is supposed to be like this big crazy thing that's supposed to happen at their pay-per-view at the beginning of next year yeah um, impact tna is poised for a very big year so yeah, I think my prediction was AJ Styles is showing up. They're going to have like That'd AJ, cool. Kurt Angle, and uh, I forget who else um, show up at that pay-per-view. You know, I could see it. It'd be crazy, but I, I could see AJ showing up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, and that's going to be like the Forbidden Door. Then Royal Rumble rolls around. You'll see maybe Naomi will show up in the Rumble like Mickey James did the year before, that type of stuff. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm predicting a lot of... Uh, a lot of loosening up. Of crossover. That, uh, yeah, a lot of crossover stuff for WWE. Trying to jump in the uh, AEW uh, field there. Nice. Sam Rosenthal also says, does TKO make select PLEs non-Peacock and back to traditional pay-per-view? I could... I don't think it's going to be like traditional pay-per-view. Like you got to call up your cable operator to order it. That you kind know of thing. what it means. But yeah, I think making like premium pricing on those, I could... I could totally see that. I yeah. think Peacock's deal runs through the end of 2026. So it'd be 2027 before they could start doing something like that. Um, but yeah, I could I could see like Mania, SummerSlam, and the Rumble, you know, going back to it. I think, I mean, the one thing about it is WWE has shown that they are they are flexible. They will change something if it's not working. So, you know, maybe they try it with the WrestleMania, and if it flops, they go back to just having everything on Peacock, and they just do the you know the men in black memory stick and act like they never tried you know <laughs> never tried to to get us to pay for it because yeah you know, by the time that hits that'll be 13 years that we've gone with getting these amazing events for yeah practically free you know yeah. 10 bucks a month or i think i don't even know what peacock costs right now but it's cheap dude it's it's way underpriced for sure for the value that you get um so i'd be interesting to see i mean i i think They'd probably still be profitable, but you would definitely lose some eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think, Marco? Do you could you see it being successful to go back to the pay per view model? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think so for for them. I don't think they actually need it with the amount of obviously like TV deals and advertisements and all 
all the you know yeah they really don't i imagine that would just be a drop in the bucket for them revenue wise anyways you're probably right like maybe it doesn't even make business even though because they could my make thing money. is yeah you're gonna get the more eyeballs on the marketing and the ads you know what i yeah. mean which is like where most of the money's at anyway versus like making people pay for the yeah. pay-per-views you know? yeah like, they're so yeah they're so big now i can't imagine it would even make that big a difference yeah for them. i think when vince mcmahon you know did you know made that move to like move all the you know pay-per-views at the time over to the wwe network i think he like i think he set it up so like they would never have to go back to doing that and you know, he seen the yeah. value. The I, eyeball, the eyeballs are the commodity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's what they're selling. We're the people. product. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We're, so, we're the product. They're so selling that to everybody. They're selling us. So they're not gonna. They don't want to take a hit on the people that yeah. are tuning in, dude. Because that's what that's where they're. Like, and they already they already put out like pretty much every quarter they're breaking records. And you know the yeah. Madison Square Garden show on on uh, the day after Christmas was yeah. the highest grossing house show ever. Not saying like, it'll never happen, but I, to me it doesn't make sense, and I think it's not worth the ruffling of the feathers, especially like you know in this economy like no i don't think it's going to make uh yeah. make sense for them to and do it's just that. not the same as ufc because ufc shoot fights man and like mm -hmm. there's no there's not a ton of like replayability on them you know yes. so it's like not like people are gonna gonna pay to like you know go back and watch old ufc fights the way they do the wwe stuff so mm -hmm. yeah Sam also says, do we ever see a physical WWE Hall of Fame? I think it's a damn shame that we have to this point do not have a WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, just think about the absolute treasure trove of merchandise that is just sitting in warehouse. I'm not merchandise, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Memorabilia. Memorabilia. Yeah, memorabilia that is just sitting in a freaking warehouse, just you just know, look at what a good job waiting to come out for access yeah. or whatever, dude. Like it's just it's it's criminal, dude. Like yeah. I just, oh yeah. I could see him doing it in two ways. It's going to be down in Orlando. Either you. You build it right next to the performance center and you make it like an experience thing, right? Like you can get a combo ticket where like you get to do a tour of the performance center and the hall of fame. Right. And like, mm -hmm. you know, but people will get in the stand in the ring and take pictures, whatever. Um, or I've always thought it could work at universal studios, you know, NBC universal, they own USA. WWE has had a relationship with them for freaking years. So I could see it being like something at universal studios at the park. Do you think it could work as like, um, like a mobile attraction, like almost like the freaking circus. You know what I mean? Where yeah. they like go and like set up for like a few days. And I feel like, like you it'd know. be cheap. I don't feel like it wouldn't do it justice. I mean, that, that could definitely be a thing. Um, but I don't I mean, think I still think we should justice. have like a brick, a brick and mortar type situation where, yeah, it's like an actual hall of fame. Yeah. But I think, I don't, I don't, I don't like know. the mobile idea. I don't know. I just, I don't know. What, what do you think is holding them back from doing it? Why? why I think it's just money. I think they've done the study on it. They probably think it wouldn't be profitable to do it, man. Well, like, it's no, got to be. Yeah, no, it's kind of weird. They are doing that WWE experience uh, place at a, in, in Saudi Arabia um, that they've been, like, advertising. It's like a, it's like a whole Yeah, thing. it sounds like it's going to be, like, an access slash, like, fan yeah, fest type deal. Which is, like, a, so they could technically do it. It's whether or not it would be here or there <laughs> that, that, yeah like i mean the... they could totally do like like sheena was saying they could totally take access on the road right i mean yeah. they already do it for wrestlemania it would just i don't know i don't know if the juice would be worth the squeeze and yeah i mean i do think it would look i mean there's no way to make it look like as prestigious as it needs to look like with you know with all the plaques and all the little yeah, and you things, don't want some you know? of that stuff you don't want to get handled every freaking you know every well you don't handle stuff at access nobody touches no you but know. i'm saying like just the people setting the stuff up oh, you know i, I mean like setting it up and yeah. taking it down like yeah i, I think set it, up, it needs to be in orlando yeah agreed um and the other thing about orlando i, I don't think it would work as a standalone 
tourist attraction, right? Like if they put it in like Stanford, yeah. Connecticut. I think it, I think it needs to be somewhere like it's like Harry Potter world where you're just like you're already somewhere else yeah. and you are like, like, oh, we can go do yeah. the WWE Hall of Fame for five yeah. bucks. Yeah, add it, add it on. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Sambro says, with everything going on, how crazy is 2024 going to be? And I got some clarification because I was like, in the wrestling world or like the real world? And he said, <laughs> he said, in the real world. Um, and I'm just like, I'm like, Sam, bro, do you know what kind of podcast this yeah, is, bro? Um, hey, one thing I thought, just to go back to the last question again, dude, do you have me think about like Universal Studios when you said Harry Potter World? They could just make like WWE World, have yeah. like a WWE like slam coaster. They could be. Or something. They could just call it WWE Universe. Dude. Yeah, you could yeah. put a big yeah. roller coaster in there, or something like that. Yeah, like you know, have, have, have a themed restaurant like the old WWE New York. And you Times could absolutely Square. flesh out a yeah. theme park out of freaking the WWE. We should do that as a uh, bonus episode. Sometime. That'd be fun. Like, like, make like all the, the, rides, the attractions the and like food. Make the menu at the restaurant. Yeah, I, that we definitely need to do that. Um. 2024 okay. so like yeah it's gonna yeah, be just, crazy it's an election years are always crazy yeah man, so i just so. want to go ahead and preface obviously i'm not going to get anything any, anything political <laughs> here because who wants to talk about that shit um but i just think we just all need to recognize that like again like Seth said it's gonna be an election year you know it's always freaking bananas people are always crazy yep. social media turns into an absolute dumpster fire even more than it normally is I think you just need to unplug more often in 2024, be with real people. Because I think when you're around real people and like face to face with people, you realize that like humans are better than they are on the internet, right? Like the internet has like creates this perception of like humans. that's just absolutely atrocious versus like when you actually have time to sit down with your friends and go out with people and hang out with your family and, you know, just be around people that you care about, you realize that like people are good and most people are out there just doing the best they can. And they're just trying to live a good life. Um, and not everybody is an internet troll or just like an absolute garbage human being. Right. So that's my best advice to you for 2024. It's going to be crazy. Just go ahead and expect it. Don't buy into it. Stop watching the freaking news. Like that might be a controversial opinion, but just stop tuning into that shit. Right. Like just stop flooding your mind, doom scrolling, all of that, you know? (laughs) Um, So just try to live uh, more peaceful in 2024. And um, yeah, just realize people are good. So that's all I'll say about that. But yeah, the world's going to be crazy. (laughs) Johnny JB, hypothetical, WWF ice cream bars are coming back. Like the legit ones, not those abominations that we've gotten um you know from good humor the ice cream sandwiches i thought those were pretty tasty man i would i think abomination is a little bit of a, a maybe a it's a take. maybe it's a strong take but like it should not have been packaged as the same they were product. good they were good on their own they weren't in no way a re-release of the, exactly the i feel like it we, we were expecting something that it wasn't so anyway ice cream bars are coming back pick three wrestlers you want to see on the front of the cookie it has to be current roster he said roman bianca and seth i would go cena um becky and cm punk just because the ice cream bar has been so tied in with cm punk over yeah. the years like yeah i think you need you need the the number one baby face for the guys and the number one baby face for the females i think it would be hard not to put roman on one um he's a heel he that's very true um i i think if with this lineup roman bianca and seth i think if you were rolling with that you would almost have to replace seth with cody i think um mm-hmm. i think cody has to be yeah has to be on there, dude. The you know all American. You gotta think though; these aren't being sold at wrestling events. These are going to be in the supermarket at 
you know, at Kroger and stuff. Yeah, you so want John weird. Cena on that yeah, box. Yeah, I, I said John Cena. I think oh, John okay. Cena is a good call. Yeah, I think John Cena is the is the one for women. He's the merch mover. Yeah, probably, like you said, probably Becky, dude, I, I would say. Um, and then I think Cody is probably my number three for... Marco, who are you throwing on there? Um, those are good picks. I'd probably say the person that would be pitching it should be Otis. He should be the creator, yeah. definitely. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Um, but then I was thinking maybe you could you could also do obviously WWE ice cream bars, but you can also do ice cream cakes. If you know where I'm going Ooh. with this, you can wow. do a th- themed ice cream. <laughs> it's just all just all women. Yeah, Aria just Ripley put all one. women on the Aria Ripley mm-hmm. ice cream cake with like yep. pink and black frosting. You could do like a Bailey Purple ice cream cake with uh, whatever colors she wears, different colors. So, but yeah. And Akita and Lions, Akita Lions flesh-colored ice cream cake. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross. You can do a Tiffy cake, a Tiffany Stratton Ooh. cake. Tiffy, t- yeah, it's Tiffy, Tiffy time. time. Tiffy time cake, so yeah. <laughs> Zach Hertzler, are you getting AEW World's End? Um, uh, yep, I already bought it, so excited to see how the show goes, man. I've definitely, you know, I've been down on AEW last couple months, um, but... You know, the pay-per-views tend to always deliver. Uh, who are you guys picking for the main event, MJF or Samoa Joe? I'm going with Samoa Joe. I'm going with Joe, dude. Seems like MJF needs to take some time off yeah. for his injuries. Do you guys think we get the reveal of the devil tomorrow? Yes. I think so. I, I feel think, like they got to. Yeah. I feel like TK's got to hear the rumblings online that people are ready for this story to yeah to be you know come to the conclusion. What if mm-hmm. it's what if it what if it is Tony Khan? What would you do? <laughs> Dude, it that would be a good storyline if he was better on camera, yes. man. Like if maybe maybe he's taken acting classes in the last six months and we just don't know it. <laughs> I do think TK could work as you know, like you know, it'd be a nice callback to like the higher power storyline, yeah. um, and it would make sense for him to have beef with MJF. He's he's one of the people that would have a legit motive to be doing all this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, and you know, especially with I, I'm pretty sure MJF's already resigned, but you know, in kayfabe. MJF's a free agent after, you know, after Monday. Um, so I think it would make sense, but I just don't think he's good enough on camera. I'm personally hoping it's Britt Baker, man. I think Britt Baker makes a lot of sense and you could have, you know, Britt Baker's the devil and Adam Cole doesn't know about it, right? Like she did this for Adam, but he doesn't even know. And then you could have Adam kind of conflicted for a couple yeah. of months before ultimately, um, ultimately kind of turning on MJF. Mm-hmm. So if MJF, you know, he obviously with that you, you referenced in the uh article that he put out with the uh you know the you know celebrate the five-year anniversary and all that stuff on the day that yeah. he signed and all that stuff but you think how long do you think he'll be out for i don't know man i mean what do you think like uh, see i don't see here's the thing so a lot of uh, we talked about this on raw down a little bit because we were talking about like what if he could you know if he did not sign with aew you know, does he sign with WWE, that type of thing, just hypothetical. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's a possibility he did not resign yet. That's the other thing that, like, I know, like, we always, I, I, I preach this thing. I don't know, dude. I can't imagine a world in which Tony Khan lets go of MJ. Like, I, I feel like they're going to just, by any means back necessary, dude. Yes, back up the Brinks truck <laughs> and just make it a freaking, like. He's carried the company the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. we were just like I said, it was more hypothetical stuff. But like, in the event that he doesn't sign, what happens with the like they reveal the devil who it is? 
does that kill the devil storyline if they reveal that he doesn't resign? I think if MJF back? goes, I think I think AEW's like. I mean, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, AEW's in trouble. You know what I mean? But like, dude, I think I think that's a huge loss, man. Yeah. If if um if MJF goes, like, that's gonna be a blow to AEW hardcore. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. But it's it's fun to like speculate if he's gonna, you know, maybe just do an extension, not sign fully. Mm-hmm. Like multi year, yeah. just do like an extension of his contract and kind of still play around this year to see where he can land. You never know. And he he did reference that he you know he wants to be on TV. He wants to be like an actor and shit like that. So, I mean, I'm not saying that he he wouldn't and doesn't want to go to WWE. I mean, I know he does because that was like his original dream. You know what I yeah. mean? So I think to say that he doesn't still have a dream to go to WWE, I think would be silly. Yeah. But I mean, he's he's just such a big deal um in aew and he's allowed to really be fully realized as as himself you know what i mean whereas like if he's in wwe it's going to be a totally different type of character you know so i don't know if they lose if they lose mjf dude it's i don't don't know what's gonna happen yeah (laughs) i I don't know what's gonna happen i hope yeah but you never, you never know in the world of wrestling. You never know. Um, if CM Punk can, yeah, go back to WWE, <clears throat> then anybody could switch sides. Well, speaking of that, Johnny JB says, uh, "What wrestler do you see crossing over to Hollywood after their in-ring career ends? Can be from any promotion." So that just kind of ties into what we were just talking about. Um, I mean, obviously, I think Roman um, could definitely cross over into Hollywood. I mean, I think that's a pretty easy transition for him. Yeah. Like you said, MJF, he spoke about being on, you know, he wants to be on, you know, not just your know, wrestling TV, but like national TV, like doing like shows mm-hmm. and moves and stuff like that. I can see that. Uh, who else? Like, I, you know what? I'm, here's a funny thing. Like, I don't see like the transition of wrestlers going to Hollywood anytime soon. Only because like the, you know, the, they just came off of that at strike and all that stuff. And that was a little crazy. And is there really anything special about like doing movies nowadays? It seems like you have to be like in a no. like a like a MCU or a DCU for a Marvel Universe or a DC Universe to so like be like yeah, a big star. It, like that's yeah. what it seems like. It's no real like like Iron Claw hopefully opens the floodgates of like you know, I, I should say I should step back. Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer, sorry, and Barbie, yeah. like they kinda like brought that like revigorated the you know the hollywood movie thing without being a part of like a marvel or a dc so hopefully that happens but like i don't see roman like taking off anytime soon they maybe take a time yeah. off but like yeah like maybe a slow transition leave it, leaving but... for yeah samber or uh, zach hertzler what wwe diva from the attitude era or ruthless aggression would you like to see in elite form that we haven't <laughs> gotten yet jackie um, for me jackie <laughs> Luna. Yeah, I've said Luna before. I think we definitely need a uh, a killer Luna Vachon figure. I think also Sable would be Sable. um you know one that we we need to add to the collection. Ivory. So we haven't had an Ivory yet. Marlena would be cool. Marlena's kind of pre Attitude oh, yeah. Era, but a Marlena to go with Goldust. We would definitely be need awesome. a Marlena. Oh yeah, yeah, huge missing piece. Um. <clears throat> Sambro, what point? What was the point you believe people began turning on AEW? Seems like there is an ever-growing sentiment that AEW is on the road to failure. I think it was when Triple H took over WWE. Man, like Triple H immediately started making some basic changes that that brought a lot of goodwill back to WWE. 
Um, and it, you know, right around that same time was when the bloodline story really, really got super hot with, with Sammy entering the mix of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the problem with AEW, man, like they were great, right? I love AEW. I still love AEW, but for the longest time, they built their whole identity on being not WWE, yeah. which is cool when people don't like WWE. But the moment people start liking WWE, you just seem like, you know, an alternate for alternate sake. You're not offering necessarily something better. Yeah. And I don't think it's been better in the last year and a half, man. Like AEW's kind of, there's great stuff there. It's, it kind of reminds me of ECW, right? Like there's great stuff. And then there's stuff that I'm just like, why am I watching this? You know what I mean? Why am I spending my time watching this? And same thing with WWE. Yeah. But I feel like for a while there, AEW was kind of just bulletproof, right? Like mm-hmm. it was, they they were totally hater proof. Everything they were doing seemed to connect and it just doesn't. I will say wrestling cyclical. At some point, there will probably be backlash towards Triple H. Yeah. Um, and people will be back on AEW. It's like Daniel Bryan said, man. People are fickle. Fickle, fickle, fickle. fickle. Yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, and I think the, the sentiment got much louder once the whole fallout with CM Punk and stuff happened, I feel like people felt a little bit more, um, a little bit more okay with just being like, you know, I'm, this is stupid. I'm not watching this. Like this is, I don't like this drama, blah, blah, blah. Um, with the whole CM Punk drama. It was very exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where people just kind of hit like a breaking point and it was more just like, you know, a quick, a quick term where people were like, F this, you know, screw CM Punk. Um, let's see. Let me, Sorry, I lost my place. Oh, thank you, Seth pointed out. Brett Shuro says, um, as much as an ass as he can be sometimes on certain topics, I find my opinions also going with Jim Cornette when it comes to the state <laughs> of the business lately. Any Cornette fans? I was a fan of his character back in the day, too. I don't know. I just find myself entertained by his podcast lately. He's entertaining, but like he's him. just too negative for my taste, yeah, he, man. Yeah. Like, I, I like him, but I take every, I, I think he's... I think what he's on his podcast, I think he's working. I think he just knows that, he's you know, he's got the people that like him listening and he's yeah. got the people that fucking hate him. They're listening. So yeah. I think it's a work. Yeah. It's a, he's, you can tell, you definitely tell he's uh, I mean, he's always, he's in the gimmick, right? Um, I mean, he does shoot obviously when you listen to the, to it, but he's entertaining as hell. I'm not a huge fan of him, but when I like hear the clips, like I'll, I'll go on YouTube sometimes and, you know, listen to, you know, his takes on, uh, things from like the you know the night after you know AEW or WWE and that type of stuff. He's entertaining as hell, dude. Like you can hate him for yeah. I think long, and he's, he's a funny. good he's a good storyteller too. Like when yeah. you see him on like Dark Side of the Ring and stuff like that, I feel like his enthusiasm and like just passion for the business and you know just his like recall for stuff. I think it's um you know I I, I enjoy that part of him. But yeah, there's yeah. a lot like Seth said. It's just the inherent negativeness is yes. <laughs> off off putting you know yeah um there's there's already so much negative stuff in the world last thing i want is just to listen to people just rattle on about how much they hate something you know um sambro says sheena this is i guess the question's for me in addition to your channel who would you recommend for info on raising chickens and being more self-sufficient in general um so i'll definitely hit you up sambro and send you some um some awesome recommendations but i'll just say it really depends on what you're looking to do i would say the the thing that most people like if you're just looking to be more self-sufficient the best thing you can do is learn to freaking cook dude like learn how to cook with whole food ingredients um you know that's the biggest first step that you can take before you ever start raising chickens because like what are you going to do with chickens if you raise them you know, and then kill meat birds. And then like, you're like, don't know how to cook a chicken. You know what I mean? So like learning the skill of like, where's the nuggets? Yeah, exactly. Where are the nuggets (laughs) cooking from scratch and stuff like that is one of the biggest, um, you know, 
biggest things that you can teach yourself if you're looking to be more um, self-sufficient. And then, you know, partnering with like, once you, once you get that down, like finding farms and local farms and stuff that you can partner with. Um, and then, you know, like start raising some chickens, get some, some egg layers and stuff like that. And just kind of learning how to tend to livestock. But there's so many great people out there. There's a lot of people out there that don't know what the hell they're talking about and, you know, just post a bunch of stuff, but there are so many good people on Instagram and YouTube to learn from. It really depends on what you're looking to do. You know, there's so many niches like between like what type of livestock, what type of homesteading, whether you're, you know, um, gardening, what type of situation you're in. So urban homesteading, or if you have acreage. So I won't bore, I won't bore the listeners. I don't know how much homesteading uh, a crossover there is between um, the the listeners here, but um, I will definitely hit you up, Sam bro for uh, all that. And if you want to follow any of my stuff, maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about either, but I still post on, um, at penny dot acre on Instagram is my, um, you know, my little backyard homestead account. So take a follow over there. Dougie Nunya, if you could change the ending of the continental classic, how would it be? I would not have it be to introduce another meaningless title. Yeah. Yeah. 1000%. That would be what I would do to change it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. too many freaking titles it's like yeah yeah and what i just don't understand so is this just going to be one championship but they're going to carry three belts now yeah. yeah who do you who do you think's what who, who do you have winning i think eddie kingston i think eddie yeah. Yeah. Mo- you if know Ed- mox loves you know they're tight in real life i think he's just going to do a solid and yeah if eddie doesn't over. win we riot dude yeah, i mean i love i love mox but dude it's, yeah this I, is the moment yeah i, com- I commented on uh you know the Turbuckle Tavern posted something. They posted like the promo that Eddie Kingston and Moxley had on AEW, and I uh, commented. I was like, "I'd be like, you, you'd be hard pressed to find. You know, you talk about like people connecting with an audience, uh, like mm-hmm. you know, wrestlers and stuff like that. I'd be like, I, you'd be hard pressed to find a better wrestler today, in my opinion, than Eddie Kingston that can connect." with an audience and like pull at your heartstrings and all that stuff. Like Mark, Marco and I, I mean, you can go way back in the archives from when Eddie first appeared. Oh yeah. Um, the bones, on the, the scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have been, uh, we have been riding with Eddie Kingston since, since day one. There's been so many, uh, so many times that I was like, dude, this is Eddie's moment. This is Eddie's yeah, moment. Man. And they just have, have passed him over time after time. So yeah, I'm, I, I hope that Eddie wins this, even if it is for, you know, um, Titles, titles, titles. <laughs> ridiculous. Um, Dougie Nanya also says, favorite horror movie or horror franchise that at least started on VHS? Gotta go probably Halloween. Oh, yeah. Halloween. Yeah. I don't know. We just did our horror movie. If you want to go back. Scream. Scream was VHS? Yeah, it was was it? 90s. Yeah. 90s. Yeah. DVD wasn't out yet. No, uh, it definitely wasn't. If it was out, it was definitely wasn't. No, it wasn't because you had Drew Barrymore pops in a freaking VHS yeah. at the beginning yeah, of the movie. The movie store yeah, the yeah. Big party. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, probably. Yeah, then probably Scream. I don't know. I really have a soft spot for Nightmare on Elm Street. Is really you know just yeah, part of my yeah. formative years, my childhood. Um, but as far as just things that I feel like have aged well, um, and that I would go back and rewatch over and over again, the yeah, the Scream franchise is probably. Is probably it, Marco. You got one? Yeah, probably. I'm gonna say Nightmare on Elm Street. Just said, yeah. You know, it's it's uh like you said, it's one of those staples. We talked about this like, you know, crazily on our uh, on our horror the Halloween bracket. horror movie so, episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's just you know, Freddy Krueger, iconic. Doesn't does it very underutilized? Doesn't get the uh, you know, the credit as like one of those uh, 
you know, horror movie slasher guy. So hopefully they uh, do something. There are rumors that they're, you know, trying to do something. Oh, God, uh, rebooting Freddy. No, not rebooting it, but like trying to get with the, you know, bring it back to its uh, original glory, essentially. So resurgence. Yeah, not like that remake that happened. That was awful uh dougie also says wcw ecw erase one from history reboot the other one i would kind of rather reboot ecw just because kind of feel like we already got the reboot of wcw with aew but (laughs) there's no way you can erase wcw from history so it's got to be ecw history yeah yeah ecw as cool as it was it's way more of a footnote in history than you know yeah, because yeah. WCW that really kind of ties into NWA also, man. Like you just yep. the you lineage. can't get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah ECW is kind of like that. Like the, it was kind of. It was like a the, moment. It was it was a specific you, period yeah, of time. What do you really like losing? Yeah, it moved. Uh, it moved like the like the realism of like the attitude era forward a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It was so. hugely influential, but uh-huh. if you look at what actually happened in ECW. I don't think you're losing that much if you erased it from history. Whereas WCW, dude, you're losing the NWO, you're losing Crow Sting, mm-hmm. Hogan's heel turn. There's just yeah, <laughs> there's just way more history in WCW. Yeah. Sambro, real or fake Christmas tree? We use a fake Christmas tree. Um, we, like I think we talked about this before. I would like to use a real tree, but um, you know, I just yeah. I've I've never done it. And one, they're just they're just ridiculously expensive nowadays like nah. to buy a, a, a real christmas tree like my mother-in-law bought one and they bought just like a regular little normal christmas tree and it was like 80 bucks for like a christmas like a live christmas tree you know so crazy nope. marco you guys use a fakey too right yeah fake over here i'm, I'm traumatized by real trees my uh, mother used to love getting trees every year going out in the cold uh tree <laughs> you do it like the griswolds yeah literally <laughs> just... going out to like yeah going out um buying a tree at the, the christmas tree place and it's tied to the top of the tied to the car cold just like oh my god it was awful and then like the sap on the tree like it oh yeah you know I've, i always forget about the sap i always <sighs> think about like the the falling of the pine needles the and, of the pine you know, needles, on on the, the floor and stuff like that Ugh. yes but i i watering totally tree, forgot man. about the the freaking sap when you're like nope. carrying it and moving it and stuff yeah because my mom always liked a real tree when i was growing up we always had a real yeah. christmas tree that was my mom um, too. yeah she's mm-hmm. i was like that like i said traumatized me never never happening again no real trees in the house marco's <laughs> like do not bring a real tree up in tree, the smoke real trees stay outside that's where they belong they belong rooted into the earth to give us oxygen, they don't belong. Exactly. They should do like scent on like oh uh, like they should make a product that you can spray to like scent up your. Uh, oh, I'm, I guarantee that's trees. a thing. Oh, I can't even imagine. Right? That's, that's, that's the only thing I miss about having a real tree. I you love like the having smell. that nice piney smell. Yeah, dude. but I can burn. I could do pine like essential oils that have that. that it needs to be coming essence. from the tree though, dude. Like it needs. It doesn't need to be just in the room. It needs to be when you walk past the tree. You True. Get the face well, with they it. they make like little wool ornaments that you can douse in essential oil oh, okay. and hang them from your tree, so that way it like you know. Yeah. You still, next, next year we need to get on that yeah i agree that's a good that's a good call um because yeah that's the one thing i miss is like that just like earthy like aroma fresh smell of the of a tree um rob's light says who asked the most questions in 2023 and was it sam bro it was definitely sam bro we've we've, we've called this mailbag we love it man yeah yes we we've called it, this mailbag the sam bro yeah sam bro asks because yeah anytime I, I put a call out for a listener melody sam bro is at the ready i'm convinced as he's like driving around and like hanging just around his house he's got a he's got a notes app where he's just like keeping like he's like waiting for me to post the uh the listener mail ask and he's just like 
just freaking rapid fire. Dude. Don't be I discouraged though, Sam. Yeah, we love getting dude, the questions. Yes, I love. And Sam Rose always got some creative questions. You know what I mean? Like he's just always coming up with like the off the wall stuff. Him and him and Zach Hertz are really always uh, coming correct with the. Yeah, with the we, uh, we love the mailbag. The mailbag. It's so, typically the funnest part of the show. Absolutely. So I think it's funny that Rob, uh, Rob realized that Sam <laughs> like asks <laughs> the majority of our questions. So mahalo to Sam, bro. Uh, you are the the mailbag champ for 2023. So try to keep your record going in 2024. Speaking of Zach Hertzler, he said, "What is one of your favorite Christmas presents you've ever received?" Ooh. When I got the PlayStation One in. I want to say, it was, I can't remember if it was either Christmas 96 or 97, probably 96. I remember just being just like hooked, man. Like I play, I think I, yeah, it was 96 because I got NCAA football in 1997. Um, that was the game I got with it. And I think I, I don't think I left my room for like five days. I just played like <laughs> four straight seasons all the way back then on dynasty mode. You can only do four seasons then it just ended. Um, but yeah, I definitely played like four straight seasons in, in like four or five days. Was it Christmas whenever I brought you the, the Xbox yeah, to the Virginia? Xbox 360. Xbox 360. Yep. Yeah. It was like when it was like the hottest thing and you couldn't find them anywhere. And I, I didn't check it in my luggage. I like carried it in my carry on because I was afraid the luggage would get lost. And um, I had this big box that I was carrying in a tote bag. And I was like, somebody's going to freaking mug me in this damn airport, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, it made it, it made it safe and sound. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a favorite christmas present that i uh that i ever received i got you a macbook that one year 2013 that's right yes uh, that was my very first my very first macbook my no, ver- no your first macbook no, i got wasn't. you for your birthday in 2009 that was your second macbook i got you for your birthday in 2013 i 2009 yeah you had a, you had the 2013 you got your second macbook the it's both times on deployment were you on deployment that no, first one i wasn't i, was I don't remember anyway that that seems clearly like a it made a mark on sheena's memory <laughs> those were those were great gifts they got a lot of freaking use um and now i don't i barely use a laptop at all um Marco, what about you? What's your favorite Christmas present you ever received? Damn. Uh, my, so I, I, my previous one was uh, my Sega, the Sega Dreamcast um, when that came out. Because obviously it came out like, in, it was like September 9th, 1999 is when it came out. Yep. But like, remember it was like, no, you have to wait till Christmas. I was like, damn it. But anyway, that was that was my favorite at the time. But my so new- my, quick, quick sidebar, dude. My, my parents got me that and did the same thing that uh i was gonna have to wait till christmas and i want to say it was before the end of september i finally just fucking wore them down and as a parent now i can relate i finally wore them down they just gave it to me and they're like you're not getting anything for christmas and i'm just like fine done deal but yeah, yeah I, it's funny because brett has that same quality brett will just like wear like he does not forget anything like if you say something to him like he is going to remember it and he's going to just like oh, yeah. ask about it and ask about it and ask about it and ask that's about that's it good. That's kids for you. What yeah. did you say your other gift was? Margaret? Oh yeah, my new favorite gift. Uh, it was just this past Christmas. So my wife, um, so we have a cat, right? Her name's uh, Dinah. Um, she went on Etsy and she found this dude that takes like um, your pets and he makes portraits of them in like oldie time fashion. So like. They could look I like love, a, I already love this. They could, yeah, they could look like a king or a queen or we need, like, we need to know, get a picture in the group. Like man. a general. Yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna post it. But so she took it and put. Our, we have a, a, a female cat, so she she did it. It has a, like a little crown on it. It's the actual picture of her. It's like it looks like a painting. So it's, it's her actual it's so face. Funny. And it's like yeah. it's funny. It's like she has like a frizzy, um, like collar with like the it's like an oldie time like queen 
it's it's yeah i, I can't describe it really i'll, I'll take the I'll no i already know what you're please. talking about because i have like i've been looking i've been trying to find a watercolor artist that does like the style that i want just like a really like it's just like beautiful watercolors and i want to get these uh, these watercolor prints of uh, penny and presley our, our wiener dogs the, oh, the hounds of justice yeah and so like i have this like inspiration in my mind like i already know what i want and like these sunflowers and everything right so like i've been, I've just been trying to find a specific artist that like has the style that i'm looking yeah. for I'll have, um, freaking sam evans i'll have her uh, yeah it's, it's, i mean sam but i mean I, I mean i could ask sam i'm sure he could do whatever but i mean you know artists have very specific um just deal with the watercolors yeah i'll have I mean, um, could de- I'll see if I'll see if uh, Kim can. She'll send you the link. She sent it to my uh, my sister in law because she wants to do that for her her dog. But um, yeah, yeah, I'll post it. In, I'll post it because it's it's like it's literally the funniest thing. Cause she she always says like yo, I show more affection to our cat than her. <laughs> the and cat. Like, and I'm like, hey, you get it? Like grow some fur and then maybe you'll exactly get it. <laughs> be more cuddly. Yeah. Marco, did you do like the people on the paint your life commercials and just? break down in tears as soon as you saw the picture no i i literally like i just hysterically laughed that's uh, it's, okay. we, uh, it's the most ridiculous looking thing but it looks because it looks like it's she it looks like she's real like it looks it's like a human body but with a cat head it's just it's oh yeah it's hysterical See, yeah, my, mine's going to be just more like portrait style than like, you know, like not caricature, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, cause I actually, I actually have some like wiener dog, um, you know, tea towels that are like that. Um, and that's in that kind of style where it's like, they're, um, they're like people. Right. But yeah. Um, I'm totally here for the, the portraits of the pet portrait Hilarious. situation because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a crazy pet person. Um, Brian Vermeer, who is the AEW devil? My vote is Arthur Smith. We kind of already touched on this, but um, I'm saying gun to my head. I say it's going to be Britt Baker or MJF. MJF. I was going to say I think and it just could be swear MJF. Of all swears. Yes. I don't know how it would make sense after yeah, Wednesday Night Dynamite. But it doesn't have to make sense. I don't but, know. But yeah, M- MJF playing 4D chess would make a lot of sense. Also, mm-hmm. Marco, final answer, think, Devil. For some reason, I'm thinking Jack Perry is the Devil, but. Uh, that would be cool. It's all. It's all, he's Jack, Jack Perry would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it would. It would. It would flow. He's the one that kind of um, set set all these things in motion <laughs> with his mm-hmm. comment. He was the catalyst, man. Jay White said he was the catalyst. No, Jungle Boy was the catalyst yeah. for mm-hmm. the current wrestling scene. Yeah. yeah. Um. Actually, I think Real Glass was the was the catalyst for <laughs> the current wrestling scene. Um. So I'm telling shout, you, dude, Jungle shout Boy out to need, Real Glass. Jungle Boy needs to have Crimea River as the freaking entrance music when he comes back. It'll be the most <laughs> epic hilarious. thing he could possibly do. Um. Brian also says, "I love Legos. How do you think WWE Legos would do?" The fact that we haven't got WWE yeah. licensed Legos yet is just—it's like it's, I, it blows was, my mind. Dude. There was a concept on. I forget what the site's called. I think it's called like Lego Ideas or something. Somebody put a concept to get a petition signed. Yes, I, um, I remember that. To make it happen, and I just don't think it got enough support, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the stack down sets still go for for pretty good money on um, the stack down sets still go for pretty good money on eBay and stuff. Stack downs are basically, you know, they were off brand, but they were WWE Legos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be great, man, if they released. You know, you could do an Attitude Era set, a Golden Era set. I think yeah, the, so possi- cool. the possibilities are endless, dude. I think. Yeah, Lego ideas. If you just Google Lego ideas WWF, you'll see a bunch of stuff come up. Like the whoever the artist was that made this stuff up. Like look at that Ultimate Warrior yeah. one right there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's. I mean, really, even just really the cool. Lego wrestlers, I think, are awesome, would, dude. Like, yeah. oh, look at the doink. Yeah, there's uh, I love, I would love just the sets, like because like a Lego. I, like, that's me. Yeah, if if you could think even about just building get, the like, ring, wrestlers, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you said 
the old I mean, even if yeah, even if you just got a set of no, like wrestling. I, I want Lego the ring with like a, I want this thing right here. The ring yes. with the mats around the outside. That would, that would be so much fun to build. Build the Titan Tron, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I I absolutely can't believe That's that weird. WWE Legos are not. A, just think they could do the big WrestleMania sets and charge, you know, like three hundred yes, bucks for them dude. or whatever. And Look you could that. and you could do the all crowd. the little interview sets too, dude. I mean, you could have uh yeah. Like you a have a barbershop. Would be pretty cool. Of course, dude. If you just search Lego wrestling, there's some amazing stuff that oh, people man. have done out there. How do we get this done? How do we like? How do we like? We need to. We I don't know, to, dude. I mean, I feel like Legos has like every license there is, man, and it's just. I mean, WWE pops. They have. They have like literally WWEs and everything except for Legos. I wonder mm-hmm. what the uh, what the holdup is on that. At least bring a stack down back. Yeah, at least give us some generic Legos. Dude, maybe you could like build the um, the Vince McMahon Corvette with the cement in it. That'd be pretty cool. That would be like cool. Version of it. Yeah, I I definitely think I think I think WWE Legos would hit, dude. I think um, you know, you, obviously you could just release like one or two sets and see how they do, but I I think it would be a because there's tons of there. I see it all the time. There's tons of marks that love Legos, man. I see it in the major part group all the time. People yeah, find like the Home Alone house, um, you know, the Seinfeld set, the, Seinfeld set. the office. Like I see people in there posting their Lego shit all the time. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Brian also says uh, instead of Mattel Creations doing a big set, would you pay fifty dollars a month for an ultimate that is only available through the subscription service? Ooh. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be cool, man. I don't know exactly what the business model would be. Maybe you got to pay, you know, maybe if you do it, you're obligated for the whole year or something, so that way they don't got people just cherry picking the ones that they want. But yeah. I think a subscription service could definitely work, man. I, I, I mean, I would, I would definitely support it. Yeah, I think, I think you'd have to be locked in for at least six months. I think would, uh, or three months, maybe. You know, I don't know. I think you would like, like Seth said. I think you it couldn't be like a one off situation. I think you would have to be like a member and um i don't even need ultimates just make them elites man like I, i'm cool with the elites dude but yeah if i could get like a new if i'm guaranteed like a first time in you the pay line 50 dollars for an elite i mean if it's a one-off i mean think about it the the cust the the hat or not the customs but like the retro figures that are coming out from like zombie yeah. and mitch those things are like 35 the 40 bucks batches, a piece. yeah so if it's a full-scale elite with you know mattel's paying to produce i'm thinking probably yeah you're probably looking at 50 man if it's going to be a monthly subscription, it's probably going to be a small batch. Yeah, I think that could work. I think that's much more manageable um, for people. And you already know ahead of time, like how many members you have, right? Like people sign up for the service and you already know, like, this is how many people we have. So um, that was, that wraps up our mailbag. That was a, that was loaded, dude. I think it was a good call to event. We went basically an hour in the mailbag tonight. So yeah, uh, yeah. thanks you guys for all the questions pouring out. Again, we got Worlds in tomorrow. We're going to be coming back next week with the Chickies. Um, for the premium bully fan members, if you aren't a member yet, go ahead and sign up and you will be able to have your voice heard on the chickies more to follow on that. But we'll be back next week with the chickies and a little wrap up on what happens on, uh, on AW worlds and the OG fig kid, Tom Montalto will be joining us. Uh, I want to remind you guys use code chick Foley to save 10% on all your figure purchases at ringside collectibles. And, uh, Sheena hit us with some closing thoughts on this final episode of 2023. Everybody, it's been an awesome year. Thank you guys so much for all the support, all the love, and all the things uh, in 2023. It's been so much fun, and um, have a happy early new year. Be safe, and um, yeah, we'll talk to you next year.